Welcome back to the Hybrid Fitness Media Podcast channel. Mondays is Meg Jacoby, the Hybrid Happy Hour. Today we've got Vivian Tefudo. Let's quickly hear from our sponsor, Powerlift. Don't compromise. As athletes, we can't afford to take shortcuts. That's why we created protein water drinks that work as hard as you do. Powerlift is a fruit-forward, protein-infused water with zero sugar, no artificial flavors, no sweeteners, no compromises. It's got all the bloody electrolytes. You've probably heard me quiz the athletes. Do they know all five electrolytes? Probably not. It's got 10 grams of protein to repair muscle, reduce soreness, and increase strengths. It's got BCAAs. It's got B vitamins. It is a great post-drink product. I'm a big fan of berry strawberry, also orange mango, but whatever flavor you like, Power Lift has got you covered. Look for Nick and crew at every DECA and High Rocks you go to or go online at powerlift.com. That's P-W-R-L-I-F-T dot com. On this feed, you're going to hear Meg every Monday. You're going to hear Dylan Scott and sometimes me every Wednesday, and you're going to hear me every Friday. So excited to bring you all this awesome podcast content in your ears. The website is coming. Trust me, we're working on it. And of course, the Instagram, go ahead and follow us there now. But let us get to today's episode with Meg and Vivian Tefudo. Vivian is third place in the world at DECA Strong DECA Fit World Championships. She's about to be in the Elite 15 in Manchester for High Rocks. She was there, of course, last year. She's won individual DECAs and individual High Rocks. And she was just at the GORUCK Games. Let's get to Meg and Vivian on this week's Hybrid Happy Hour. Good morning, everybody. I am joined by my special guest, Vivian Tafudo for hybrid happy hour today viv it is just you and me no matt which is great no, girl, talk. girl talk yeah i'm sure. loving it um i thought it was funny that we were both like i need five minutes because i'm sweaty as shit because i was just at the gym and and we're just uh two ladies getting it done yeah dude i sweat all over the floor this morning <laughs> it was so I, I was disgusting like I'm on the treadmill and I'm watching the sweat come off the bottom. Like every time my arm comes up, it's flying off everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, like the whole front. I was like, wow, these people must just like wonder what the fuck I'm doing. I know. You know, I know. I'm like, no one get on the ones, no one get on the ones next to me. Like you're in the day. Yeah. Flash zone. Yes, exactly. Um, so I wanted to have you on because I remember our first high rocks that we did in Chicago. It was my second race. It was your first of the year. Yeah. Um, and that's when I first met you and I was super impressed because, you know, it was a great race for both of us. Um, and then, and you had told me like, you're like, Oh yeah. Like this was a PR for me by like 12 minutes or something, something like crazy. And I was like, what? Like, that's amazing, you know? And, um, then we got to a few weeks after that, I got to watch you. We were not really competing against each other. Cause I think you were in the fit at DECA worlds. You were in the DECA fit and the DECA strong. Yeah. yeah. And I was in the DECA mile yeah. only. So, but I did get a chance to obviously see you there. And again, just super impressed by your performance and 
then we did get to compete against each other at High Rocks North Americans again. Um, and now in a few weeks at the world championships. Uh, on what? Now I'm like 13. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, there's bro. no way there's going to be that many people from Hong Kong. People. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Man. I'm going yeah, to have to. What a crazy year. Yeah. Like this has been just wild, but um, why don't we start with High Rocks and just talk a little bit about your journey? Um, because I've been really, really impressed by you this season, just like getting your time down to, it was what, what was it? 108 in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. 108. Like from last season, a massive PR you're like, you're in the 108 range, which is super, super competitive in the elite, like women's field, which is amazing. Um, and then I know you got in to the North American championships where you saw another huge PR. And I think you surprised a lot of people, I think. And I remember, of course I had raced against you and like kind of knew a little bit about you. So like, I wasn't surprised, but I remember in Chicago seeing you, you were like right next to me. And I, I think it was like Lauren, me, Alondra, you on the sleds. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I was so happy for you. I was like, Vivian is crushing it. Like, this is amazing. Um, so why don't you just talk a little bit about like that experience and just like what you've done to progress your times this year and, and get, um, you know, and get like, you, you just have continuously gotten better, which is really impressive. Yeah. So my first high rocks was actually back in February, 2020. Um, I, um, the way I found out about high rocks was through, um, ironically, like Hunter McIntyre's Instagram, because um, <laughs> my family was really big on watching Broken Skull and my dad loved okay. Hunter and all of his trash talk. So he was like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. And we looked at Instagram and found Hyrox. And I was like, wow, this is like the closest uh, competition that there will probably ever be to, to my wheelhouse. Because yeah, I guess not amongst the elite Hyrox field, but I've always been a pretty decent runner. Um, I'm good on the machines, wall walls, the kind of stuff, like just the grindy stuff that isn't super technical. Um, yeah. So I trained for it, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure I had stress fractures in my shins. So I was running like five miles a week because that's mm-hmm. all I could handle. And yeah. I, um, I got to high rock Dallas in 2020 and I went a saucy 126. And, um, that was back when they had the really long ropes for the sled pull and the sled pull okay. took 10 minutes and I oh went my God. and they just took me seven minutes and I was like, no one knows who I am here, but I, I might just need to fake an injury to be done with this. Like it was, it was so bad. Um, and I, I remember also, I remember seeing, uh, a lot of people that are still on the scene were there too. And just kicking ass. I think Lauren was like a one Oh seven there. Um, Chris was there, uh, Morgan Schultz, Callie Schweikart. So a lot of them. And I remember like, I have like this weird memory in my mind. I must've been like, so hunched over and dead of like, Hunter McIntyre and Ryan Kent running past me on the inside lane and they just looked like they were seven feet tall and I am like hunched over absolutely dying like trying to make it through this race so that was my first one um that hurt that hurt the ego a little bit but I think after like a day of wow that was just really terrible I was like okay I'm gonna get I'm gonna get good at this and um I finally took some time off I think I had to take like three months off running because of how bad my shins were but, um, I built up my running and then I had another running injury, but eventually I got to a place where I could run healthy. And, um, the following year, uh, I think it was January. I did high rocks Austin 
and dropped down to a 116, which I was pretty excited about. And I think just due to, I think the more, I think if I, if the moral of the story is more running is probably the biggest, easiest way to, to uh, get better, but went down to 116, um, high rocks awesome, which I was really excited about. I did the North American championships and I think the Chicago course was a little slow, but I didn't do that great there. And then the following year, 2022 high rocks, Chicago, again, in January, I only won a 116 and that crushed me because I had like a whole nother year of training. I felt like I was killing it and running more and more um, and doing a lot of very specific high rocks workouts. And uh, I was really disappointed by that one. And I had some like flight issues that didn't affect my performance, but like affected the racing experience. And yeah. I think that in the bad race, I was like, why? I think Nick, Nick Riker did um, a podcast on OFX and he pretty much perfectly encapsulated what I was feeling. It's like, why am I spending my time on this, spending money on yeah. it? all of those just like, like, why am I doing this feelings? Um, so I took some time off of specific high rocks training and I just started regular lifting more and regular running more. And I would do a few Metcons a week kind of more for fun, but Mm -hmm. I really started to build up that strength base and longer runs. And I think, um, I guess if there's one takeaway, I think for me through all this is that getting in like double digit runs is really important. I think just building that, that, um, that engine and that endurance, because I did that for a little while and I was like, okay, like, I think, I think my ego is healed a little bit. I yeah. Back. And, uh, the first race I did back was Deca Fit Chicago. And, um, I just remember how in control I felt during that race. And I went like a 35 and I, I won that race, but I was like, I can go a lot faster. And then, yeah. um, and then I did DECA West Palm and being that close to like Lauren and Tara and Bridget, I was, I, I felt like I made it. I was like, okay, yeah. like, this is working. Um, yeah. so that, that kind of took me up to that place. And then I was like, okay, like I can compete with some of the big dogs and then, um, continued kind of doing my own thing through high rock Chicago and then watching myself run at DECA world championships. <laughs> I feel like I run like shit. Like I watch myself and I'm like, wow, like that, I look so unathletic. So I was like, I need to get a coach and I need to get my shit together and figure out how to run. So that was, so now I am coached by Ian Hosick. Um, and I worked with him. I chose him specifically because, um, he does like running for him, but ironically, we haven't done any running for him <laughs> specifically yet. Uh, that'll probably be an off season activity, but, um, yeah, that was a change from Deca worlds to now. Gotcha. So that's feel. <laughs> no, but it seems like that has worked because just from Chicago to obviously where you qualified for, you know, you got your elite 15 time, which was, was that, that was Dallas, right? Or Houston. Dallas. It was yep. Dallas. Okay. I'm always like, which one in Texas? I know it was Texas, but I always forget which one. Like it clearly is paying off because I think once you start to get like, I mean, that's what I like how I feel too. It's like, once you get to that like range where this is like, you're getting closer to like your top, your own top end. It's like, you don't keep, you don't always see every race is in a PR, you know, you're, you're getting to that point where it's like, so, so for you to like come in and like still seeing gains is, um, that's really exciting. Yeah. it's, It's been really fun. Yeah. And uh, like, what a cool story with it. And I think I think like that's super neat to hear 
that like it didn't go like perfect from the beginning and you just stuck with it. I think that's so important for people to like hear and understand because, um, you know, I, I like not to be like oh, my story, but I think you like people see like my story or, or whatever. And it's like, and then like maybe that's like the expectation and it's like not the expectation. And I feel like people think I kind of came out of nowhere but I've been doing stuff like this for years, like yeah. years and years and years. And I just happened to find this later, but like, I was so prepared. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like on a whim where it was like, I mean, it sort of in a sense was, but not at the same time, you know? So right. it's, it's no it's, one. Yeah. No one gets to that top level without putting in significant work and you just have right. to run it before finding this. Right. Exactly. So yeah. that's the cool part. And I agree with you. Like if I didn't have, the strength and the running background, like I would not be having the success that I'm, I've been able to have. Like I just, you just, it's just, you need so much of that. And I, I, I hate to tell people, like, I know people, the running is like maybe where some people get intimidated by doing the high rocks. Yeah. Um, but it is such a huge part of it that it's like, you really can't like avoid that. I mean, it's like five miles. Like that's not, you yeah. know, that's not nothing. Like that's very significant. So, but I agree. I think like, if you want to see improvement, probably the easiest area is obviously the running. So, um, but obviously you station very well. I like, like I said, I remember watching even on certain things like, um, like burpee broad jumps. That's why like the grid is cool because, um, you don't get that separation so much since you're all coming back to the same spot. So even though you're, you're separated by time, like you're all still there at the same time. which is kind of cool because then I'm like, Oh, like, good for you. Like I have all these weird internal like thoughts in my head. I, I um, know they're just crazy. Like during races, like the kind of stuff that cop comes into my head is just like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Do you ever like want to just keep sitting on the rower? Like that's a thought that I'm like, can I stay here for five minutes or like five seconds? Like, do I have to get out? Like, I just want to like catch my breath. Like those are all the weird things that I think about, but, um, you obviously, your stations are obviously super strong. Um, and it's cool to hear that you put more emphasis on the strength training. And I know you were a swimmer, like a very good swimmer, not even just a swimmer, like, like big accolades, right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I swam, so I swam for UVA. Um, we were ACC champions, uh, like as a team, two of the years I was there. Now they're the three-time reigning national champions. Um, wow. Swam with several Olympians, swam at Olympic trials, um, all American on a relay, but I, I'm still embarrassed by how slow I swam on that relay, to be honest, but all American, um, consideration B final, not a final. So I don't know. I don't really know how much I should count that, but, uh, yeah, definitely swam with some really good people and swam pretty, pretty high level. So yeah, yeah. Which is super awesome and impressive. Like it, it's cool to hear like you were a, uh, a division one swimmer. Bridget was a division one soccer player. I was a runner. Like, it's cool to hear such a variety of backgrounds. Um, how do you feel like, have, do you feel like swimming has helped you in this game or like kind of like led you into this hybrid style of racing? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, from the physical standpoint, I don't think people realize that swimming, you do a lot of like, obviously there's a lot of swimming involved, but you're also doing dry land, which is like 
body weight circuits, a lot of core, a lot of pull-ups, uh, plyometrics sometimes. So all of that. And then you're also weight training. So like my last two years, we weight trained three times a week. So like I had, I yeah. had a, I'm not a super strength background, but I had a lot of lifting experience from all of that. And I've been lifting since high school. So I have like, I don't have the PRs really to show for it, but I have a lot of years of, of putting that trust in my body. And I think more than anything, it's this complete mindset preparation to just be absolutely grinded in the ground ground all the time. Like we were training 21 hours a week and no easy days. There were just easier days, like less hard. So like, even like I work, I mean, we all work really, really hard right now to do this hybrid training and it doesn't even compare to the level of fatigue that I felt. Swimming. It, it just, it's, it's different. I would say my body from hybrid, from all the running and the impact is more like fragile and broken down, but swimming, you're just constantly in this state of overwhelming tiredness. And yeah. you, no matter what you would have to get up and go to practice. And I would feel absolutely demolished after two days of training and have, you know, four more until I had a true rest. So yeah. From, from coming from that, like this, this is easy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's great. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is, this is nice. Like only one hard workout today. Like I can do it. You're like, oh my God, I get an easy day. This is amazing. I know. Like just run at like an endurance pace. Like I don't care that it's 12 miles. Like Like, I'm not sprinting and killing myself. Like I can have a conversation and like talk. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So that like. I mean, even, even like go rec games were like sleep deprived and, um, that, that 16 mile beach rock fucked me up pretty bad, <laughs> but, but like, even like the tired of the teeth of that, like, you know, you get to do two and take three. I'm like, this is like, this level of tiredness was like a daily thing in college, like day yeah. and day, month in, month out. Like, yeah. So that- just like a ton of mental preparation without obviously like knowing it at the time. So that's cool. I feel like I had the same experience. Like, um, uh, Hunter was giving me some tips, like, uh, you know, like, ah, like just don't get overwhelmed by social media. And I was like, there is nothing anyone can say to me that is going to hurt me right now because of the shit that was said to me, like all through college, like, you know, nothing was ever like good enough. Like it was always like, you know, you'd like run your best time ever. And they'd be like, yeah, but like that girl passed you coming down the straightaway, like, what was that about? And you're like that, like, that's all I had, you know, like, yeah. So you just like, it definitely, I think we're in a really great situation because we had that experience of just competing and training at a super high, like pressures on a like high level. Like now we get to go to the, these big races. And I think we're probably um, maybe in a better, a better spot, like mentally. Cause we kind of already have done that. Like we know how to handle it a little bit better, maybe. Yeah. And I would say like, when I was swimming, I was like such a hard ass and took everything, took myself just so seriously. Like it's kind of a little embarrassing. Um, and I was just very intense all the time. And, um, I let like bad races ruin weekends, ruin weeks, months, probably years. Um, and I think like this time around, um, I'm very disciplined with like my, my daily schedule and, and I work hard, but when I get to the race, like that's, and also like taking races now is like taking vacation time. So like I, I go yeah. and I'm trying to enjoy it because 
I've obviously had a really good and lucky year, honestly, because sometimes you can put in the work and sometimes it just doesn't come together on race day. So I've had a lot of hard work payoff and a lot of luck, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And I want to, I think to keep doing well, to win the race, you got to be in the race. And what are the two biggest ways you're not going to be there is if you're injured or you're like, screw this. I'm not having fun anymore. I don't like this. So I'm really yeah. trying to set myself up by having fun on the weekends, like really trying to connect with people and make friends and make it like an overall positive experience because when those not great races come, they will come. Like I, I, yep. want, I don't want my entire experience to be the race outcome. Obviously that's a big part of it, but, um, I think to have longevity, I'm trying to focus on like the whole picture. I think that's such an important thing. And I, I, it sounds like we were very similar people in college (laughs) because I was the same way. Like I was incredibly disciplined. I had no fun. Like even when we were like off season and people were going out, like I wasn't doing that. I was so focused on training. I was so and that's like still like a huge core of who I am like to, to this day. And like, I, again, I think a huge reason why I'm able to do what I'm doing, but I have same thing. Like if I had a bad race, like it ruined me like for a long time and I was beating myself up over it for way too long. And I think like going through that experience now, it's like, I'm able to take the pot. I'm able to look at the negatives as a chance to build, but I'm, I'm looking at races with a different, like, okay, what were the positives? Like what, what were the wins of the race and what were the like things that we need to work on? And, and then that's it. It's just things we need to work on, not like letting it ruin, you know, the next month or, or whatever. And I think that's, uh, it's, it was a good lesson, you know, to go through and it's hard. I think, especially as female athletes, I think, um, you know, I think it's really, I think it's hard to get out of that. And it's a very, that was such a mental game for me. Um, and even just like approaching a race, like, I don't know how you felt with swimming, but like, I couldn't be around anybody. I wanted to, I couldn't talk to anybody. Like I had to be in my like zone, but I also feel like that gave me more time to like overthink things. And then now I feel like I just try to like enjoy it and be happy and talk with people. Same thing as you. And like, I'm just now able to turn the switch on like right when I need to. And I, and it it is much more enjoyable, you know, the whole, like, cause we're here because we love what we do too. And it's like, it's, it's like a pat, it's a passion. It's not, you know, I think letting it control your life too much is where people get into that trouble where it's like, am I even having fun? Do I even like this? You know, kind of, kind of thing. So it's nice to know that I, like we relate to each other because again, similar thoughts, like that was a little embarrassing. Yeah. My teammates probably thought I was a psycho. Like I can't (laughs) even imagine like the combos that were had about me. Literally same. They're probably like, what's this girl's deal? Like, yeah, seriously. So lame, you know. Out. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. 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 Oh my That's god. Really it's funny. Yeah. So Deca fit Deca strong at world championships. Um, why don't you kind of give us a little like peek? You obviously performed very well that weekend. Um, so and are you going to try and I'm sure you're trying to qualify for all three next year. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your plans for that. 
Yeah. So, um, I need to get, need to put together more of a plan for what I'm going to get in my deck of strong deck of mile. Um, <clears throat> I think right now I'm planning on doing deck of fit, um, the Philly one. So I think I'll probably see cool. you there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So exciting. Um, but so, I uh, went into world championships last year <clears throat> and to be honest, like, uh, ever since DECA West Palm, I felt like that was almost like for the entire year. Like I'm still running off of the high of that. That was like my cake and everything else has just been icing on top. And at this point, like my icing is like even more than my cake. But, um, I, I just went in was like, um, I think now I'm, I go into a lot of things with the mindset of like high hopes, but very low expectations. So mm-hmm. I, I was like, I could do really well. Like, I was like, I could win. Like, it could happen, but yeah, I was not expecting it. So, um, I think the deck of fit, I definitely learned from that one. Like that was my deciding factor. Like I need to get a coach. I am simply not fast enough because the pace that we went out, like that was so uncomfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was like a big lesson learned from there is like the, the running just needs to get better. And that's, pretty obvious and it felt very obvious from that but overall it was it was a fine race I died for sure but um that was fine Decca Strong was interesting that one I felt like I had a good chance to win if I had my shit together but I think the interesting thing with that was obviously there was like an advantage of getting out fast and yeah out on a lane that was really close and ideal because I was seated second but I don't like to go very fast on the rower. I don't like to go fast until I have to. Um, so yeah. <laughs> I, I relaxed on the rower and I got pushed all the way to the other side. And I was like kind of laughing to myself on the box. I was like, I am in last place right now. This is not great. Um, so then I got off the box. I'm pretty fast at those sit-ups. So fast on the sit-ups. And then I think I panicked maybe a little bit too much and was a little too fast on the ski because then I went from like almost last on the boxes to first out of the skier. And I, when I got out and realized I was the first, I was like, oh man, I might've fucked up. Um, <laughs> Again, all the internal monologue is like, yeah, like it's oh, like wild. Man. This is bad. So um, I get out, I'm like first through the farmer's carry. That was fine. The bike didn't feel too bad. Um, the, the ball overs were fine. And then I got to the finish and I was like, I need a rest. And Tara and Alonzo were just attacking. And I was like, uh, I was like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. And, um, I, I finished those burpees and I lay out and that was one of the more painful experiences. Like I like was rolling on the ground after that one, that one hurt, but, um, I was happy to get on the podium and it was a good time. Yeah. Um, nothing but respect for like Tara just freaking slayed that weekend and Alondra and everybody really like, um, that's one of the cool things about doing this and respecting everybody and all the people that you compete with so much is like, I don't care if I lose to like fucking Tara. She's a badass. Like I see her workouts every week and I, and I message her. I'm like, Tara, this isn't like, you know, you, I do that. Like it's, it's when you respect everybody so much, it's like, I like to win, but like, I'm, I'm so not upset about getting second. Like it'd be like that, you know? I agree. Like it is that weird. It's that weird. Like we're all very competitive, but like, yeah, because we like, I I feel the same way. Like I genuinely like, and like, feel like I'm becoming friends with everyone. And so it stings less because you're like, I know how hard Lauren works. I know how hard Tara works. I know all the, I know you are all putting in the work and you know, if you guys have your best day and I'm not having my best day, like I could get beat by anyone, you know, like I, I really believe that. And I feel like, um, 
it is a cool, it is like, it's an interesting dynamic because it's like, we all of course want to win everything and, you know, podium. And that's the whole point, but it, it does sting less when it's like your friend and you're like, Oh, like, good for you. Like, I'm happy for you. You know, like you yeah. earned it. And, yeah. and yeah, like we're all grinding away. And it's funny because especially with high rocks, I feel like we're like a team in a, yeah. in like a way. So yeah. like every we, race, we've really leaned into this, like Europe, USA rivalry. Yeah. Like, this course discrepancy thing is just like creating this, this nice little, kind of, like US yeah. versus Europe. It's, it's funny. It's great. But um also like the Europeans too but <laughs> yeah I know like they're all so nice so it's like yeah. not even their fault I'm sorry the mailman is coming so that's what's no happening right now they're all so nice and it's like not their fault at all but it has kind of become this like and now there's I think there's seven of us in, yeah. from the U.S. in the high rocks elite 15 right now and I, like I'm like we need jackets we need we like jackets. USA jackets. Like this is like the Olympics. I feel like we're like, you know, just like a team going over. And like, if it was all us women on the podium, like I'd be stoked. I mean, Chicago almost was Yeah, North yeah. American championships other than, um, obviously Michaela Norman won, but then it was literally all us women. Yeah. So I was like, look at us guys, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So you obviously had a really great, um, weekend and yeah like Tara and Alondra it, first of all I wasn't in the strong so watching the strong I was like this is in chaos it was like yeah. it was crazy seeing you especially at the beginning like as things started to break you know towards the end things start to break up a little bit so then it's not so hectic but oh my god those first four stations yeah and like like that, I feel like personally, that will probably be my weakest of the decas because it has no running in it. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm like, I think I would be the person like constantly getting bumped and having to like run around and find, um, like a station like that's, yeah. that was, that was intense. Yeah. So, to, so to go from like where you felt like you were towards the back of the pack and then to basically like end up in first at one point and then finish top three like that's pretty awesome because it's such a short race too like yeah, there's is. not a lot of time but at the same time like 12 minutes is a long time yeah that's true it yeah really I mean it's longer than like half of the running races I've ever done in my life so I guess I shouldn't say it's so short but yeah I mean like uh, there's like a lot of talk about like oh if the top CrossFit girls like get into this and I you know like if they specialize in it like yeah they'll be good but 12 minutes is still like endurance. Like you need to have that engine, you know, it's, it's yeah. not enough just to be like somebody who can rip like a one thirty five hundred. like you, you need to work. Like if we're looking more at like, what's your two K, what's your three K row? What's like, how, how hard can you, can you sustain? Because like, we're all, we're all good at the stations. I mean, yeah, I, I've been a seven Oh seven two K a while ago. And if I really like focus, I think I could be sub seven in a, in a two K row, which is like, pretty fast. So like, we're not, we're not just a bunch of slumps out here and the CrossFit girls can come in and, and kill us. I mean, what, what they, no disrespect. Last thing I want to do, do not, no CrossFit people come for me. Do not at me. But what really <laughs> sets them apart is those, those lifts and those skills, I think. But in terms of like output is more of our game. So I agree. 
I agree. I, I started going to CrossFit at a local gym, like maybe in September. Um, and I was like, oh, like, it's just like, some, like just throwing some extra Metcon work in. It's sometimes it's nice to go and not have to program your own stuff. Um, yeah. And that was like something I'm getting a phone call and I need to. Okay, we're good. And so I was like, yeah, like that, I should go do that. And if it like, obviously anything with like skill work, like I'm heavily still working on. So I would never say I'm an expert. I don't, I I'm like a fake CrossFitter. Um, <laughs> cause there's, and there's certain things like I just won't do because yeah. of where we are in our season, it's like, I'm not going to risk like hurting myself, um, doing like a heavy overhead squat or something. But when it comes to those, like 14 minute AMRAP, 12 minute AMRAP, like I'm not to like toot my own horn, but like, there's no one that can be like, it just us having that crazy aerobic engine from all the stuff that we do, like anything like that. I, I tend to agree with you for sure. Like if they specialized, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I think like, mm. I think a lot of the CrossFit people, they would do better if things were heavier too. Definitely. Like, oh, yeah. like the stuff, yeah. like the stuff we're doing is so light because it's right. more about aerobic capacity rather than like lifting heavy shit. So it evens the playing field so much. Yeah. Um, cause we're not doing, you know, heavy, I don't heavy know, legs. like, yeah, like right. Yeah. It's like a 40 pound ball. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not 80 pounds or a hundred or something and you know, something like that. So yeah, I tend to, I tend to agree. Um, and then obviously the running stuff yeah, is, the running. This is not everyone's every time there's running in a CrossFit workout, I'm like, yes. And then everyone else is like, fuck, you know? So so weird. I find running, like, I think maybe it's like my, my history of like injury with it, but I just find like, I, like, I'm so grateful when I can run. Like, I feel like it's such, such a thing of like freedom and like where your two legs can take you is insane. It's just yeah. it's so weird to me how like people are so, so polarizing. It's like, you tell people that you don't, it's like, uh, I don't drink. So it's, it's like, when you tell people you don't drink, like, it's like, you told them that you eat babies for breakfast. People are like, Whoa, like, really? Like, what, like why? You why? And then you tell people that like, you don't run and they're like, yeah, why would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such That's a great point. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Now, do you ever, do you incorporate swimming still into your training at all or not so much just with how much we're already doing? Yeah, I was swimming like a little bit, but not, not lately. It's just, um, like there's, there's so many other things. It's just like logistically kind of a pain, like yeah, you know, put on suit goggles, whatever, and, and swim around. And it's so it's, uh, it's a lot harder swimming on your own. Like, oh yeah. Like I've had, um, one time I swam practice when I was still swimming by myself, uh, and I was swimming in a yards pool and I got out and I asked the lifeguard if it was meters because of how slow I was swimming. <laughs> I was like, is this, is this a, a real pool? But it's, I, I like swimming and it's nice, uh, low impact thing, but there's other ways and easier ways to get in same work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And more, just more sad. accessibility. Yeah. It's a little bit sad to kind of lose that swimming that I spent like 20 years of blood, sweat and tears to get, but it's like, it's fine. And if I ever want to get back into it, I totally can. So do you think you'll ever happen to like the triathlon scene? I've thought about it. Um, but I think for me, like for, for such a long time, like an out, I can run, um, 
I can run now like 50 miles a week and yeah, healthy, which is like so huge for me. It's something I never thought I'd be able to do because of, of, um, like when I was, I, I, I ran a lot as a kid and I was always injured from it. So this is like a totally new experience for me being able to run uh, as much as I do, uh, injury free, but that was a big part of it. And then I'm also, I'm very, I'm a very skittish bike rider. Um, my dad was a bike rider. And when I was little, um, I had one of those bikes with the foot pedal brakes and I went down a hill, took my feet off the brakes and smashed into a tree. And I didn't ride a bike from age like seven to 12. And even okay. now, still, I'm like very uphill biking. Great. Uh, stationary biking. Great. Like flat at a certain speed. Great. But if like the downhill or the fast, just like I'm yeah. shitting. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's not super great. <laughs> <laughs> See, for me, like I would do. I would do the biathlon where the swimming is cut out. Like I like swimming, but I'm not, I'm not even a good biker, but I feel like I could be, I could like learn how to bike, but I'm like, swimming is just so hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. It is really hard. It's not a natural thing to learn for sure. Like there are some people who, who have that propensity, but a lot of people, it's just so hard. Just learning how to breathe properly seems to be I'm like, I don't know when you run, it's like, you just breathe and just breathe whenever you want. But with swimming, it's like, like a different, it's a different thing. So mad respect because that shit is not easy. So not something that I think I would be very good at, honestly, um, without spending an astronomical amount of time on it. So, so elite 15 got it in Dallas, watched the race, super happy for you and Chris. That was an awesome I actually, and, and Camilla too, of course, but you both got in by time and it was an hour five and I'm not sure what the change was. Like 12 maybe or something. Yeah. Like that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and so now going forward, like from that point on, like what has like your training looked like and like, what are you doing the next two weeks and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, um, I've, with with Ian, when I first started training with him, he cut a lot of my volume that I've been doing back, which I was like, no. Yeah. I, we had a, we had like we, I sat down. He sent me like a, a like a training plan. We had like a little negotiation <laughs> of like how much I could add to that, and he like would would only let me add a certain amount. But um, so it's been like a steady build of of, of volume. Like this morning, I I did like forty two minutes of tempo, which was a lot. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, it, was it was a lot. I did. A, I appeared oh. at 5k this morning. Oh, nice. In a tempo. Look at in you go. Uh, it was down. It was a little downhill, but I think it's like my first, my first official under 20 minute 5k. So good for you. And to do it in a workout that yeah. was like double the amount of time. It's impressive. Very fancy. Um, so yeah, just, just the building, the volume has been important. Um, I, I try to take a little bit of, of what I feel like my strengths and weaknesses are from, races. So I think I'm generally good at wall balls, but I think by the time you get to the end, like you're just so broken down that I've really been working on, on that specifically trying to be a little bit more efficient. I'm, I'm not a very mobile person. Like, I think that's probably my biggest weakness to be honest. I would so, say none of us are, if I yeah. had to guess. Yeah, no, I'm possibly immobile. That was probably one of my biggest limiting factors in swimming. So trying to, um, you know, not get too sticky in the bottom of the the wall ball and making sure that I can use that like elastic, you know, energy to move up. So that's been a big thing. Um, that lunges 
always working on those burpee broad jumps. But I think more than anything, I've kind of been trusting the process that Ian's been, been doing and just trying to, um, keep being consistent and, um, like working on, um, you know, my strength. And like I said, like that, that squat, um, that squat strength. And I think that's probably the biggest thing is, is just continuing with that and, and keeping everything moving forward. I haven't been, um, emphasizing too much, like other things. I think my, my stations are fine. I don't think there's too much to be gained any, not my stations, my machines are fine. I don't think there's too much yeah. to be gained on those. So it's, it's a lot just been trying to progress the running and, uh, keeping my strength up and, um, and yeah, just, just continuing to build the engine, I think. Yeah. Which is great. And cause that's obviously a huge part of it. And you're obviously doing that if you're doing a 42 minute tempo run. So, so yeah. Ian sounds like he knows what he's doing. So that's great. And, and yeah. it is always good to obviously like, like I work with rich and it was a very similar thing where it was just like the great matchup. Like, I think that's so important if you are going to have a coach that it just like feels right. And you believe in what you're doing, because obviously if you're questioning it, then it's like, why yeah. are we doing, you know, but, um, yeah, that's great. Um, I'm really excited for you and just like all of us on this like fun little journey. So I can't wait to see what you do, um, over there and, and at what everybody does. Um, it's going to be really exciting. I think like it's been cool kind of like, obviously I'm newer to the game, so it's been cool to see this year, how much like the field has elevated just with yeah. performances. I mean, 105 was like, you're, you're really freaking good last year. Now 105 is like, you're barely sneaking in to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wild. Like, um, just hearing all that, like is crazy to me. Um, and like, what, what did Chris do at world championships last year? Like 107, I want to say. Yeah. And like, that's not even, obviously no disrespect to Chris, but I'm just saying the, this year it is like, it's been really cool seeing and being a part of like, like just the elevation of the women's field. Cause I just feel like it's like, it's cool that we're all pushing each other so much. And I think that's a huge part of it. Yeah, um, you know, it's like, it's just, um, respecting each other, but also like, mo- like, like everyone motivates me. I hope I motivate that like everybody else. And it's just that like really nice, um, like camaraderie of like, we're all working towards the same goal. So it's like, you know, we might as well just like support each other and just keep, keep like pushing and like kind of seeing what like we can do as women. Like, I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty cool just in general, but, um, so anything, Oh, Gora game. So Vivian for the watch for the, for the listeners, Vivian also just competed in Gora games where she did very well. Um, and <laughs> super impressed the hundred pound mile look. yeah Vivian you got some strong legs on you apparently I, I I that was so funny I didn't even know um I think uh because of like I said like injuries in the past I haven't done a whole lot of weighted running like in the like that's not something that I have a huge background in I did a few workouts um leading up to it with that but that was kind of surprising um I think, you know, this, the size helps. And I think also I'm like, try, I, I try to like, think about it. I'm like, why, why am I like decently good at this? And I think my, my explanations are 
Um, like obviously being bigger, it's less of like an, like a, like a change, I guess, compared to my body weight. But I think probably another part of it is like, I'm not the most efficient runner. So like when everybody's efficiency is taken away, like, I guess I feel like maybe I'm like relatively less hurt by it. Okay. That makes sense. Maybe my, my explanation for that, but that was surprising. I was like, Oh, okay. I can, can do this. This isn't too bad, but that was really fun. I I really liked the rocking. Um, the 16 mile was a freaking trip. Let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah. That sounded brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I could like, I could talk about that one forever. It was just, um, it was really cool carrying the flag. Um, and, uh, I had a little bit of a meltdown <laughs> midway through that one. I, so, uh, I guess I'll back up. So the, the second event was, I think a lot of people already talked about it, but the 16 mile beach rock, um, 30 pounds for girls, I think 45 for guys. And we had a pole that was like probably 35 pounds that if you were in the front, you had to carry. So, um, the first few miles we were kind of all warming up and getting into it. And then, um, right around two miles. I, I, I think I, I wanted to like, see if we could just break away and break people, I think was, was my mindset. So, um, we, that was at the point that we passed the guys and, uh, fuck it. We ball was born. Um, which was like, ended up being the catchphrase that probably all the cadre were really sick of me because I just limped around camp all weekend saying, fuck it. We ball every five seconds. <laughs> um, so we, we ran through and passed the guys at two miles. Um, and then, I was feeling great. Like I was having a fun time. I think for like the first eight miles, I was just like vibing. Um, and then I think around eight miles is when we passed, like we went down and passed halfway. I think at that point, Jarrett and Ryland broke away and they flew past us. And I think me and Callie were the most comfortable with the extra weight. So at that point she was like, Oh, do you want to try to break away? And I was like, sure. And so we tried, but it got really frustrating because when it's just the two of you carrying that flag, like it just gets so much harder. And yeah, I got really frustrated about it. And I had like two little like outbursts. Was like, this is so freaking stupid. And I was just like <laughs> raging. And thank God Callie was there because she just like didn't say anything. And uh, that was perfect because um, when I get really like when I get to a certain level of frustration, fatigue, like I lose my shit. I'm like, I rage. Um, so this is so surprising to hear about you, by the way. Oh my God. No, I, it's funny. I was listening to like Megita and Bracken were talking about it and Dylan was talking about throwing his row. And I was like, Oh God, thank God. There's other people who also lose their shit because I lose my shit. Um, and, um, yeah, when I, when I get to that level, like I can't, I cannot, I do not listen to reason. Like I cannot be talked down. I have to kind of come out of it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, and Callie just being there and like not saying anything was perfect because then like my own mind, I was like, okay, you're being a baby. Like you got to suck it up and deal. And I yeah. kind of like come back out of it and like be okay. Um, so shout out to Callie. She's awesome. And uh, then at 10 miles, we put the flag down. And I think at that point it was me, Callie. I think Jareen and Lauren had kind of like come up and come back and Jareen started going. And I was like, all right, well, I guess it's time to ball. So I just started yeah. like, sprinting. <laughs> I just like started pushing really hard, um, for the next two miles. And, uh, and then was, was feeling great till about like 12 and a half. And then I was like, Oh God, I'm not well. And, uh, I started really suffering and I was like, 
I hadn't eaten anything during this, which was really stupid, but we had just had sandwiches. So I was like, okay, like this will be fine. And then I, I just kind of underestimated how, how long that would be. And, uh, uh, I was like, I was suffering so bad because I was like, I was like, I want to win this. And I was like, it was just, my mindset was just like depression and paranoia because like, yeah. I just went out like an idiot maniac and behind me, I've got a bunch of ultra runners and Lauren Lee. And thank God that that ended when it did, because I came in and I couldn't walk. Like my hip was, was pretty messed up. I couldn't lift my arms. Like the, the, yeah, I I couldn't lift my arms for the next several hours. I thought I had like really messed myself up. And Lauren, Lauren comes in, just does a few stretches and like looks completely unfazed. And I was like, I was like on the ground. I was like, how am I going to continue this week? And I am so fucked up right now. I would have definitely been like you where like just everything hurts. I also don't do any weighted running at all. So like, I was like, how the hell are they doing this stuff? Like lots of Tylenol, lots of Tylenol and limping around. I was, I, my physical comedy was, was off the chain that weekend because like every time I moved, people were like, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I was just, um, I just like my, my other catchphrase was like, I'm on borrowed time because I like, I was like, at some point my body was just gonna like quit on me. I'm, I'm I'm not doing well right now it was so fun. And I think, um, yeah. And I think I kind of brought my like kind of more carefree, like have fun attitude. Yeah. Funny. And just very contrast to how I like used to be. And I was just kind of goofing around having a really fun time. Um, and I think my other, the other reason I was saying I'm on borrowed time was, um, there was like five things that we knew we were going to do, right. Like it's like yeah. walking, sprinting, like I think we knew standby work and then obstacle course and grappling. And I had, I was not prepared for the last two. So like, I knew once those roll around, I was just going to get absolutely embarrassed, which I did. I got dead last on obstacle course, <laughs> dead last. And then I got, uh, um, on the, on the grappling, um, me and Callie, we got into a little knife fight, which was fun. And she beat me. And then there's a lovely video of me getting absolutely destroyed by Margo in less than 10 seconds <laughs> in the wrestling. So I was like, this is, this is exactly what I deserve right now. But yeah, when my time was up, my time was up. So I had, I had a really good time though. It was really fun. And, and watching everybody else just kind of kill like Jared's an animal. And then he broke, broke the world record. I was like, that's not even surprising. It yeah, was dude. It was so funny because I was like, oh yeah, I'll like run with you. And then He's like, okay, like our goal is like seven to seven twenty, and I'm like, okay, this is definitely not like a zone two um, mm-hmm. long run for me, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, but you know what? It's it's like it's one of those things that he just practices it so much. He's just built his stamina up with the rucking so much. Um, it was a little frustrating, like because he's my boy. We went to high school together. Like I've known him for a year. We grew up on the same street. Like I've known him for years and years. So of course, and then like, you know, getting to know Rylan, like super nice guy. And yeah. so like, it was a little frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and then Doreen, Doreen's also my girlfriend and train, you know, we all train together. So, and then like, of course I'm cheering all you ladies. I like you and Lauren and because and Alondra, because we, I know you guys through higher ops and, and not that I'm not cheering for everybody else. I just, I haven't met everyone else yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so of course I'm like rooting for you guys. And then like, I was like, what the hell? Like, this is so frustrating. Um, 
cause you guys were like killing it, you know, um, in all the, the first, the first thing, like the first few things, especially, um, and it was really fun getting to watch like Jarrett and Rylan, like battling it out. Um, that was like really cool. And I, I, you guys were all such good sports about it. Like, I feel like all of you were very like Jarrett was like, I'm not disappointed at all. Like this is, you know, like I'm really proud and blah, blah, blah. And I was I'm disappointed for you, you know, yeah, like, I'm not, I was I'm like, not mad for me at all, but I was mad for them. Like, I'm not, yeah. I, I felt like I got my comeuppance for not preparing. I was like, this, this is karma, but I, I was frustrated for them because yeah, they had killed it all weekend. And then, you know, just like to have it all based on one thing. And then like, it's the whole, like it pays to be a winner. So you're seed against losers. But like, if it would have been some kind of like gauntlet that, that combined everything that we had done in the past, then the circle seed would make sense. But like, you're taking some people who killed the endurance and then doing an overhead thing. Yeah. And uh, I certainly think I, I looked um, certainly Jared having those long limbs does not help with that at all. No, um, I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah. So I just like, I don't know. I felt bad for them and it's like, you know, no one cares what you can do with your front when you're fresh, but also like that being fresh would not have changed that outcome whatsoever. Like that right. that's a very specific skill. And, um, I get that, like, you don't want to have a weakness, but like, there were people, it was just like, what weakness, that was the one thing that you decide that pretty much decided the whole competition was like the, the overhead hold. And I mean, like, it's cool, whatever, but it's, it's, um, it's definitely frustrating when like, there was however many events before that, where, um, like, especially like, especially I think I'm talking mostly about like Jarrett and Ryland who had just killed all of those. And then, oh no, but like this overhead hold is an important thing. So. Yeah, all I the other takeaway I had obviously was that Carly Wopat is a freaking animal, and I never want to ever have to wrestle her. Like, and I and I remember saying that because I I met her in Chicago. Also, she ran women's pro with us, and I was like, I've seen her. You know, I follow her on Instagram. I've seen her jujitsu posts, and I'm like yo, she is going to wreck people. Yeah. Like she, she literally does this. Like she's yeah. been doing it for a long time, obviously. And she yeah. does like jujitsu tournaments. And I yeah. was like, like I would have gotten destroyed in that. I would have had to just like try yeah, to outlast too. people somehow. Yeah. And then it would just not have worked. So, yeah. Like, uh, the, the week before. So like I had so much anxiety leading up to it because I was like, I'm a big preparer in general. And I was like, I am like two of the five things we've been explicitly told I'm not, not ready for. So I had so much anxiety and I was like, all right, well, we're going to have fun and we're not going to get last. And then, uh, the list the week before, like we, they emailed all of us and like gave us some like pass information. So we got to see everybody who was there. And I looked at this list of people and I was like, wow, like I do not, they've really assembled a list of people that I do not want to fight. And I was like, new goal is just to have fun. We might yeah. get past and that's fine. So, but I think also at the same time, like I kind of hope in the, in the future that it doesn't always come down to, yeah. to the grappling because then it's basically like a jujitsu tournament. Like, if, yeah. like, depending on what they decide are like the last elements, like the, the, the thing was basically decided by the overhead hold and the grappling. And so like, right. if that's what they, what they intended to be like, cool. But I think it's, it also makes it a little bit difficult for like people like us to really prioritize because jujitsu yeah. don't really have right. time for. I definitely need to practice because like, I should not be that easy to like kill like that, but 
<laughs> yeah, maybe I need to go to classes too. Thing. But um, yeah, I think it's just a little bit harder. And I think like for the guys, I mean, I would be extremely, I know how much work those guys put in and it's super frustrating to like have put all that work in and then have like, you know, have the the thing be decided by the overhead hold. So I kind of felt felt bad for them. Like it, it makes it hard to really prioritize something when like, you know, that even if you're really, really prepared, like one small thing could really just completely destroy your Yeah. Outcome. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if they like keep that going or if, because it seems like a lot of the athletes who competed and maybe it's like the voice of, of you guys seems like, uh, most people were kind of on the same page where it was like, this kind of, kind of stinks, you know, that it's, it all comes down to just kind of that and like nothing previous really matters so much, even though like it does in a sense, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. an interesting, it's interesting. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, you're recovered from that. I'm assuming. And hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, this will probably be a good place to stop, but I, really appreciate you joining me. I'm hoping that more people get to know your story because you're a super badass and I look forward to seeing you in holy shit, like two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, you have this to, is um, flying by what I own you, but I owe you for the Airbnb also. We'll talk about it. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Thanks for having me on, Thanks. dude. I'm so honored. Oh, I'm honored to have you. Um, you know, it's been great getting to know you. I think you're just a super nice, kind-hearted person. And I think you're, you're a, uh, a subtle killer out there on the course. So yeah. I'm not sleeping on Vivian. That's for sure. You never know guys. I'm <laughs> exactly. <my> running. <laughs> no, but thanks for coming on and I will see you soon. Thank you so much for listening. You can hear Meg every Monday right here on the hybrid happy hour don't forget to check out dylan scott the raccoon himself for the hybrid dive and then fridays with me maddie davis we'll do some fun interviews on fridays i know there's a lot of places you can catch your hybrid content so thank you for spending some time with us we love you we miss you we mean it should i change the guy to run for the hybrids it works so well for the obstacle racing i don't know let me know your thoughts on closing out of this podcast but i gotta run Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.